Welcome to the I Love Music Podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music Podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I got to interview Ryan Lindsay from Broncho. The band was formed back in 2010 in Norman, Oklahoma. Broncho consists of Ryan, Ben King, Penny Pitchlin, and Nathan Price. The interview was so much fun and made me laugh a ton. I got to talk to Ryan about dinosaurs, having fun, and paper routes. And, you know, we also discussed their album, Bad Behavior, that was released on Park the Van Records. If you want to know where Broncho is touring next or to see some of their rad videos, visit broncho.tv. I hope you enjoy this lively conversation with Ryan. Right now, we are outside of uh, the Natural History Museum, so you might hear uh, some helicopters and (laughs) whatnot surrounding us. That's right. It feels very good here. It feels like there's things going on. It feels like uh, the system is working. Uh, Have you seen any of the dinosaurs today yet? I have. (laughs) Do you enjoy science? I love science. I love dinosaurs. I was a big fan. Um, I still am, I guess. My favorite band. Dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> I always love Brontosaurus. Love T-Rex. He was also scary, but lately um, he's been turning into kind of King Kong, like where he seems to be saving people. He come. He can definitely wreak havoc, but he also uh, seems to be saving humans more often than not uh, in, in movies, anyway. Uh, all the the latest Jurassic Park movies, the Jurassic World movies. He's he the T Rex comes to save humanity, um, just as King Kong does and um, Godzilla, uh, and that's probably actually the the better comparison would be Godzilla. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um. So changing gears right now going back like going back talking about family and stuff what like music like influenced you growing up growing up it was a mixture of a lot of things my parents listened to uh simon and garfunkel and james taylor and the beach boys and um and then we also grew up um there's a lot of like hymns you know and church music Uh, those are all like hits you know so you get a lot of like education and and just melodies and getting to the point and getting out you know and repeats you know and um lots of repeats i like that kind of droney in a way and then there was just like growing up and being a kid and uh where i grew up as a kid the main source of music was coming from the radio so um like alternative stations and like the top 40 stations and then there would be like then there was uh the spy which was a college station and they were playing like more like all like really truly alternative music and um so it was a mix of all those things and then having older brothers who also were listening to things and i was hearing stuff through them and their friends and and so that yeah it was just and now so even more i'm sure people have the ability to be influenced um 
from even more directions, every direction. Uh, but there was a lot of directions to be influenced from growing up. And then also my uncles played. My mom would sneak us into, she snuck us into a bar so we could see our uncle play one time when we were little. And I will always remember that. And um, uh, yes, yeah, so it's just a mix of everything. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that she snuck you guys into a bar. That's that's really cool. What was your like first instrument or like how did you organizationally my first instrument was the bass. Okay. Cuz my brothers had a band and then my oldest brother was gonna, was moving away to go to college and so my other brother said if I bought a bass then I could then I could be in the band. So I bought a bass, and um, that was the first instrument. Like, I bought, I saved, like, paper out money. And so that, yeah, that was probably the first thing. But I, I started playing guitar through just hanging around with my brothers before that. Um, but I didn't have my own guitar or anything. I was just u- playing theirs and them teaching me Weezer songs and um, Nirvana songs, you know, the things that were, like, coming out in 93 and 94 was right when my brothers got there. My middle brother got his first electric then, and so there was a lot, of, like, that was a magical time. I, uh, I delivered papers, too. <laughs> It was always interesting because, like, on some of the routes, like, there are specific, like, very particular, like, instructions on, like, where to leave the, where to leave the paper. Did you, did you have that? I was, what I was really bad at was um, collecting the money. I just, it was just so hard. And I waited until, like, I had, like, I basically, I was paying out of my own pocket for the papers just so I didn't have to, like, go ask people for money. It was really hard for me to do. And then finally, when I would do it, I would get, I would make people so mad because I hadn't collected money from them in, like, six months. (laughs) And one guy in particular would just yell at me. It's the first time and really only time through, like, a large period of my life that I was ever yelled at by, like, somebody which I guess is pretty fortunate, you know? (laughs) I didn't get yelled at a lot, uh, but I did by this guy. And um, I guess I get it, but uh, I I wouldn't do it. But somehow through that, I ended up saving enough money to buy a base. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Um, What was your first band? Uh, I was in a band with my middle brother, just... He was older than me. I was the youngest. And we had a band called Kids Eat Free. And we were a band from when I was probably 13 until I was 16. It was fun. That's awesome. When did you know you were like, okay, I want to keep doing this and like just keep going with the music thing? Um, it was at a Michael W. Smith concert uh, when I was really little. <laughs> I was like, I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been doing it ever since. I grew up in a family that there was a lot of performing going on in my family and my aunts and uncles. There's a lot of performance. And so um, 
I don't think there's anything I could do about it. I have no choice. I feel like I've been performing since I was um, a baby. Because the youngest always is a perf- performer, you know. The youngest has to p- keep everybody entertained. Um, and so there's really nothing I can do about it. I have to. But I, I when I was a kid, I was in, I would play the kid parts in uh, university plays. And then my I was uh, played a kid, and my one of my my oldest brother when he was in high school, I played the kid in one of their musicals. One time I messed up the song. I had a solo in it, and um, I'd never thought about uh, forgetting lyrics or anything, and um, never been a thing. And then out of nowhere, I just forgot what I was even supposed to be doing at all, and I just like froze and just was like I, I won it and then uh, it scared the shit out of me <laughs> and I think it also thrilled me too and um, so I've been addicted ever since somewhere between Michael W. Smith and uh, Bye Bye Birdie I got addicted <laughs> so good um, uh, what was the recording process like for bad behavior? Kind of um, a mix. There was like, there was a time early on in the process where we, where we were kind of just writing the songs at the very beginning, and everything was going in a separate direction. When we started working on "Get in My Car," then it seemed to have more of a direction. It seemed to make more sense of where we could push everything. And then we also just immediately put that out as a single. But thinking we were going to finish the we'll finish the record just we this is summer and the summer song let's just do it. And, and then we just never finished the record <laughs> until like we started touring a bunch and just kind of uh got off subject a little bit. But then we eventually came back to it. So it was spread out over like a year and a half period, I would say. I mean, you guys have been on the road a lot. Um, do you have any favorite tour memories or moments, any shows or places you've been? We were in Germany one time and we had a day off. So we did acid and went to von Neuschwanstein, Neuschwanstein Castle Neuschwanstein. And um, it was completely magical. And we had the time of our lives. <laughs> uh, there's all. It's really everything is kind of the same. You just you have fun or you don't. And if you're having fun, then then it's all fun. Uh, there's a lot of just normal times having fun and and laughing about stuff that is feels just as good as as any of it. So I'd like to be in that space. Um, it's all a highlight. I guess I like them all. <laughs> Have you had any challenging moments in your career? Hmm. Early flights are tough. Those are times where it's, I have to ask the question, why am I here this early? (laughs) (laughs) It it depends too where I am mentally because sometimes it feels right, you know, it feels good. It's like you're supposed to have a little pain, you know, Christian guilt. Is that what that's called? I don't know. It's supposed to hurt, you know. but then there's times where it's like, this is not supposed to hurt at all. What are we doing? 
What is this self-inflicted pain? It hurts to get up. But I now I'm waking up early, so so I can do this. What's harder now is staying up late. Waking up early, it's like, oh, I can do that. I can Let's do the early flight, you know? Let's get back. I got things to do. Um, I got to go to bed, <laughs> you know? I ask this to all my guests. Why do you love music? Music is something that uh, you can experience. Somehow you take it in through one sense, but you can feel it through multiple senses. And I guess that's with anything visually that you love. You can feel it um, in your heart. <laughs> but you do that with music, too. You can... It can make you, uh, can release things physically that make you feel good. If uh, a song uh, just feels really good to me, and um, if a song is perfect, I'll cry for sure, you know? And it can be any song, any any place. If it just works and makes sense in a moment, um, I will cry. Because <laughs> it's so perfect, and it kind of makes me laugh too, you know? Because I get so happy because it's so perfect and I'll cry and that's what I love about music do you have any tips for songwriters I don't I'm still trying to figure it out too <laughs> let me know if you find out anything and what's next what's next for Broncho pack light I got a nice little duffel that has everything I need in it eat right and pack light I do pack light. I don't always eat right, but I pack light. I'm eating better. That's good. Been working on my posture and on uh, my diet. At some point, things start to catch up. You know, you you realize if you're if you're going all the time, eventually you gotta like. I have gotten to a place where it's like, I guess I need like to think about real nutrition. Pack light, eat right, think about nutrition. I'm sure I have more, but... Anything else you want to add, or...? It's good to be on here. Thanks for having me. We got a giant whale skeleton to our left uh, that I wish you could see. Uh, maybe you've already seen it. Maybe you're listening right now, thinking, uh, I know what he's talking about. I've seen it. Well, then you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> And on that note, thank you for being on the show. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again to the Bang Ups for the theme music and to Ryan for being on the show. This has been the I Love Music podcast with Jen Fedor.